Hi everybody, Steve Holliday here and uh, welcome back to my podcast, Our Leadership Voices Uncut. Um, I am out walking and I'm along uh, what's called the Greenway. Um, it's a an old railway line down the side of, um, uh, comes out from my property. I'm just walking through a tunnel right now with lots of graffiti and uh, lots of artistic work. Um, probably from the younger generation, but who knows? Um, we shall see. Um, I've got the main western bypass around Rugby to my right, to the west, and then to the left-hand side, the east, there's uh, lots of trees and uh, lots of birds and wildlife. Um, ground's hard hardening up after lots of rain. It's a bit soft. I thought I would walk and talk today, seeing as how my my whole inquiry is really about this, uh, what I'm calling the walking the next valley of my life. Um, walking is, uh, walking and talking is always very powerful. So, um, as you remember, my leadership uh, is the exploration, my voice, my uncut voice, my uncut voice, exploring my impact um, right alongside the very ordinary, uncut leadership voices of people I've met along the way in my life and will meet. Of course, there are some people I haven't yet come across who I'm sure will feature in future episodes. So our leadership voices uncut this uh, very clear intention I've got now to make the sort of podcast that is revealing a lot more of the ordinary everydayness of conversation of life and Many of the things that we might edit out um, are kept in to allow people to get a sense of, of, of people, of individuals, of their stories, to relate, to join, to tell their own stories. And I wonder what people take, uh, what they resonate with, what questions they have, what that, how that helps them. Uh, you will pick up a little bit of road noise as I get nearer to the bypass. It's a busy early morning commute. Um, hopefully that doesn't affect the audio too much but uh, the ordinary everyday sounds of life are really important to pay attention to so what am I doing in this slot why am I here this morning to share this uh, little bit of reflection with you I just felt the need uh, the urge to walk and talk this morning to be on the move, I think it does something to my presence and to my voice, and particularly with the topic that I want to share. As you know, I'm exploring my own impact and my own voice, and um, I want to share a little bit of an, uh, uh, a light bulb moment, uh, what I was calling a meteor of awareness that I had um, with my, my coach, uh, Rowan, Rowan Greyer from Made to Move. Uh, this week when we were finally back together having not seen each other face to face for seven months we have uh, been working virtually during the pandemic and uh, um, managed to get together on Wednesday and uh, walk the hills together and to actually properly walk a valley um, and talk and him help me with my leadership and my impact and the things I'm standing for in the world and the difference I want to make I am making and this uh, 
what I ended up calling a meteor that kind of seems to emerge every now and then when I work with Rowan. That's entirely why I partner with him. Um, was just so um, it was just brilliant and to experience and to see. So I wanted to record it and reflect on it and share it. Um, I've worked with Rowan uh, since around uh, somewhere 18 actually. I first commissioned him to be my partner in my quest to grow my own resilience mindset um, around an endurance swim up Lake Windermere. And uh, he, he worked with me for a year um, up until my uh, swim on my birthday, 2019, the 1st of August, when I solo swam Windermere, which for me was, uh, was a big deal because it was twice the distance I'd ever swam before, but, was, but actually to thrive uh, mentally while doing it. So Rowan's become an important partner, um, skilled practitioner um, to walk with. So I recommissioned him to work with me over this next year um, on my leadership and this 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 uh, exploration. And there we were on Wednesday, walking together, having started my podcast, been sharing some reflections with him about what it's been like doing that, noticing my voice firming up as I even more accept the impact that I have and there we were Wednesday parking up at the pub doing a bit of a check-in and then walking the valley um, where we met for about three hours before having a bite to eat just to outside together just to finish and as this moment um, that happened on the walk which was where there was an intention for me to explore again my purpose but also my vision and he'd asked me what's your call Steve what's your vision what are you really up to here what are you really trying to make happen what are you really doing here what is the what's the intention of all of this And I paused for a while when he asked that question and I went back to tell him of an intersecting conversation I'd had with an, an ex-colleague who I'm helping with her coaching. She's based on the uh, east coast of the US. And she had actually asked me that question as a bit of a return of favour a few weeks ago. She'd said, what is your vision, Steve? And a bit like when I was with Rowan in October last year, when I spoke out loud my leadership for the first time, I think I'd said in a previous podcast that my leadership, to, to, say, to talk about my leadership, not the leadership of the people I partner, seemed quite strange um, at some level. And so the work, the mission um, is to honour both my voice and their voice. So um, when, when this other person asked me what my vision was, um, I think I've always known what it is, but I... Uh, it didn't come off the tongue. Um, I'd rehearsed it internally in my mind a lot, but not really said it. Um, so I went away and thought about that. And then uh, there I was with Rowan in the woods, and he's asking me, what is, your, what is my vision? Uh, what is my purpose? And, and it just flew out of my voice and in my body as if it's been with me forever. 
for a long, long time. My purpose has always been clear. Our purpose in Lacerta with Karen and with Bruno. I think my personal purpose has always been clear. It's to build powerful, resilient communities in workplaces. And how do we do that? We do that through bringing people together to have powerful conversations. That's how I do what I do. That's why I do what I do. It's why I get out of bed on a morning. Um, the power of the group, the community, the connection to each other as a group as they do whatever it is they want to do together. And to do that through having these breakthrough breakthroughs in relationship, in conversation, to actually connect with people um, significantly for relationship not to be superficial in any sense, for it actually to be rich, um, full of all of the flow and disturbance of life um, and all the difficulty um, and all the brilliance of life. Um, morning. And so if that's my purpose and that's always been our purpose, what is my vision? My vision is to find the people who really want to do that work, to do the real work, to find the partners, the people who are really prepared to do not the fake pretend work in that space, but actually to do the real work in that space. And for me to create, to find, connect and create and build a network of like-minded people who would really value connecting to each other that we actually have a community within ourselves um, of people who are doing real work. Of course, real work, what does that mean? That means to really lean into the flow and disturbance of life, to really accept those moments where life and leadership and, and performance at work and and uh, the experience of being at work or being in your lives is brilliant and rich and, and you can appreciate it fully, your part in it, other people's part in it. At the same time, I acknowledge that organisational life, life in general, um, more broadly, is full of disturbance. They have moments where we don't show up, we have a bad day, a bad moment, things around us change. We experience a whole range of experiences and emotions but that we can work with that movement of the flow and disturbance and um, not be too uh, besieged by it or run over by it all, but actually we can build a quite a peaceful but skillful level of resilience and um, way of actually living our lives that way and um, for groups to be powerful together, for communities to be powerful together. So, here I am saying this to Rowan in the woods on Wednesday. I, we, my purpose is clear. I want to build powerful, resilient communities at work by helping them to come together to have powerful conversations. And my vision beyond that is that this group, the, the, the people who are willing to do that real work, I'm looking to find the people who are ready to do that real work and to excite communities and to connect with each other 
in powerful ways. So we end up with a really formally and informally connected group of people who are doing that type of work, doing that real work. Doing real work is my work. Here I am saying this to Rowan, I mean I'm replaying it now as we walk and talk. The sun's just coming out now, it's going to get a bit warmer. Rowan stands there in the bluebells and says, that seems so certain to you. Have you said that before? And actually what I realized, the meteor, is that I've never actually said it out loud. I've said parts of it, certainly the purpose element I've spoken about, but not the vision. But my vision is to build a powerful network of people who are doing real work and connect them and help them support each other, challenge each other. From whatever walk of life you come from, from whatever place you work, that's my vision. And I could look back on that in 10 years, 15 years time and say that was it. I've never said that out loud to anybody else other than Rowan. Now, at one level, that's quite surprising, but another level, um, because it's implicit in the work I do with, with partners and with clients this last sort of 10, 12 years, the last six years in Lacerta, it's, at some level it's implicit, but it's not explicit. Because I spend so much time being passionate about helping them to find their visions, to find their purpose, to help them with their communities, that I retain powerfully um, and with care, but, but don't speak to uh, my own vision uh, enough publicly <laughs> until now. And uh, so that was a bit of a meteor to realize that Part of my journey here is actually to speak about it more, is to actually be public about it and say, hey, for myself, and make an invitation to others. You remember the first line of my podcast introduction, description, is dedicated to hosting. Not being a hero, hosting. To be a powerful host for others to thrive. And that is my vision, to be a powerful host for others to thrive find those people who are doing the real work or want to do the real work and need some help to be their best versions and to allow the community to thrive whatever that community is wow it just feels such a north star for me this purpose and this vision I, it's it's revealing it already exists it's always been there i've spoke it in my head a thousand times. Um, this is my leadership. This is my vision of what organizational life can be like and what work can be like. What communities can be like. Not this dreamy uh, pretend version where everything's perfect or this very dark, doomy, gloomy version where everything's rubbish but actually to live in the real world of this flow and disturbance of life, of organizational life, and to find ways to actually work with all of that. Some days it's brilliant. Sometimes you're working with a group and you think, how did we just do that? 
and then suddenly there are moments where it's really difficult and challenging and things happen you didn't expect in your home life or your work. But how can a group work with all of that powerfully, authentically, with their vulnerability um, available to explore? That's what we're doing already. That's what I'm doing in my work. It's how I'm trying to be in my own family circles. Actually, it's who I am being in my family circles. Hey, I've got work to do, but that is, that is what's happening. That is the intention. I'm just going to pause and listen to the birds for a second. Take a breath or two. I've been walking along the greenway. The road noise is still there. Birds are getting louder as I come away, further away from the road. Meteor of awareness. Something we know and yet with the help of Rowan I managed to see it more clearly. This is, this is why I hired him, this is why I work with him because we had the light bulb of, of my leadership in October and uh, maybe some of the, uh, through the virtual work in December and January, some awareness of some of the st stones in my bag that I thought I had to carry. And then now this more fullest version of my purpose and my vision linked to my leadership, which just feels so easy to say and so obvious. So um, it's just so interesting that I hadn't said it out loud to anybody else um, before. So thank you, Rowan. Um, I know I've said it already, but uh, I value our partnership. So where does this come from, this vision to, to be a powerful host, to help others to join, to amplify the strength of others, to connect these people doing real work in whatever part of their lives they need to lead, whether that's in their organizations, their institutions, their limited companies, their self-employment endeavors, their charity work, their home life, whatever it is that they want to do. Where does this, where does this come from? Because at some level it's been in me for a long time. I'll talk in more detail in, in another podcast about my history and my detailed background, but I think I'm pretty clear, I think, where it comes from, where the idea, that idea comes from. It definitely comes from uh, my upbringing, for sure. Morning. It comes from my upbringing. The early days of growing up in the northeast of England, um, in County Durham, in the now quite famous Barnard Castle for... Uh, more largely political reasons. Growing up in the northeast with my family. Um, hi -o. With my family and working class roots, hard working, caring parents, showing me the leadership that as an eldest son um, I needed to take, showing me the way to be. Two younger siblings, a brother and a sister, Ian and Leanne, 
with my father and mother, my father Peter, my mother Carol. Um, I got it from them, I got them from that setting. This sense of community, this sense of family, this sense of making sure everybody is thriving in the system and that we do what we can to help the group. Growing up in the 70s as a young child, that definitely, and in the 80s as a teenager, that was definitely where I got it from. Of course, I then take that on into factory life and then into other organisations and work in my own families. But uh, this uh, sense of tribe, I really care about. Of course, the individuals have to thrive. That's one of the key junctions here is that what if we can be our best selves more of the time? What if we can learn to understand what that looks like and then be our more fully every day our best selves while acknowledging we won't always be and that we need to find our way back sometimes having this network around us of people to help in what one of my other um, podcast host Daniel talked about the white list of people who are essential to keeping you at your best but to host to give everybody a clear seat around the campfire come take your seat it's there for you but not to rescue either I think I learned that when I was growing up with my family and with my parents is they Lots of support and challenge, but not much rescue. You know, we're not going to do it all for you. We want you to stand and feel the, feel the ground and feel the weight of your own responsibility, but your own possibility and your own talent. And go discover it. Find out what you could do. Take ownership. <laughs> uh, slight uh, jump sideways, but... Uh, the last time I was, apart from a trip to Norway last June, the last time I was travelling pre-pandemic was a conference in Newcastle and I was speaking at a safety conference there about leadership and, and uh, describing two characters and then revealing that that was my parents and uh, it's a tribute to them and their leadership actually, their ordinary everyday leadership as human beings. It's, you don't have to look far to find the sort of leadership that I think really matters so it's always been in me this vision this purpose to host powerfully to be a safe powerful host for others to invite them in connect them up help them see each other help them support each other and to build these powerful communities resilient communities Hmm. <laughs> it, this is just so pure and it's so clear to me now yeah I think it always was but I think the speaking of it out loud and the idea that I'm sharing it I just I wonder um, what that will be like going forward this is the next valley of my life this is the next 10-15 year cycle of my life. Who I am at home, as a husband, as a parent, as a sibling, as a, as a son, as a friend, 
um, as a partner in business, both with my business partners and with my clients. There's people everywhere in my life that are up for growing powerful communities, resilient communities, connecting groups in a way that allows them to really thrive. And to do that by hosting, to do that by connecting each other up um, and really leveraging and helping each other, creating that community. Wow. That's what I'm up to. That's, that's, that's why I'm getting out of bed every day. That's why uh, my sense is it's why the business actually exists because we share that endeavor deeply somewhere. Of course, how we go about it might differ, but we have that shared endeavor. And uh, this isn't just my work, this is my life. Um, who I'm intending to be in the world. Be that person more every day, Steve. Then you'll be happy. I'm coming back through the graffiti tunnel. You might hear a little bit of echo. Um, various pieces of graffiti about COVID and some not so nice descriptions of Boris uh, Johnson. I stop here at one piece of graffiti and it says, hello, I'm glad you exist. Nice, very nice. Maybe that's a nice sentiment to end with. And uh, this journey of me speaking my own purpose, vision and leadership out loud will continue. And uh, I'll share some more with others, of course. Uh, and I will go on to talk a little bit more detail about my background and my history and uh, use that as a bit of a reflection, a deeper reflection maybe on what, uh, how I am the way I am and what it, what it is that I really, why do I really care about all of this stuff so much and why is it so central to uh, existence and purpose. But for now, I'm heading back along the Greenway, um, stepping through the mud um, and the soft ground, uh, the birds are coming back as I dip away from the main road. Um, I've slowed down my pace a little bit, which I notice is affecting the pace of my voice as well. I'm not walking quite so quickly as earlier. Um, interesting. So enjoy the rest of the silence of this. There you go. You can hear the birds almost quiet now. So I wonder what, what's your purpose? What are you up to in the world? What do you care about? What are you really trying to make happen in the world? What are you making happen in the world? In your world, in your ordinary everyday life, in your leadership? If you could listen to your uncut, unedited voice, what would you hear? What's your vision that sits right deep inside you? Let's pause there. Speak to you soon.